Jamaica's Agriculture and Fisheries Minister, Colonel Charles Jr., announced at an event honoring Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee that the country is looking to expand its export base and production of the famous product. The event, called Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee Day, took place on the 21st of January. There were virtual celebrations by the Jamaican Consulate General, the Japanese Consulate General, and other representatives from the United States. One of the tasks to achieve the newly set goals includes targeting markets like the United States. Currently, the U.S. makes up 20% of exports, while Japan makes up 70%, and Europe and the rest of the world make up the remaining 10%. Charles Jr. believes that this brand of Jamaican coffee is unmatched in quality and flavor profile. Despite the challenges the coffee industry is currently facing, specifically, a decline in production from 530,000 boxes in 2004 to 220,000 in the 2021-22 crop year, he believes that the production of crops is still feasible. He stated, The cultivation and production of coffee have been a stable agricultural activity for Jamaica, generating foreign exchange earnings of up to 17 million US dollars per year for the last three years. The industry is profitable, and it translates into one that supports and improves the quality of lives of our coffee farmers and their families. Japan first celebrated JMCB Day on 9 January, 2019, to commemorate when it received its largest shipment of coffee in 1967. In addition to celebrating Jamaican coffee's world-famous brand, the festival also commemorates Jamaica's relationship with Japan, which began with the first Jamaican coffee imports in the early 1950s. Apart from proving that there is a demand for Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee in Japan, this relationship between the two nations resulted in Japan supporting the goals by enhancing the technical capacity of Jamaica's farmers through a variety of initiatives, including environmentally friendly coffee production. According to the Government Statistics Agency, Kenya earned more from coffee crops in 2021, despite the exported quantity declining due to high coffee prices on the global market. The world's fifth-largest coffee-producing country earned 24.2 billion shillings, 213 million US dollars, in the first 11 months of 2021, with coffee prices ranging from 4 to 6 US dollars and 30 cents, based on the Kenya National Bureau of Statistics, KNBS. This is an increase compared to the same period in 2020, where it earned 196 million US dollars, with coffee prices ranging from 2.5 to 5 US dollars and 90 cents. However, in the first 11 months of 2021, it exported 35,163 metric tons, which is a drop from the same period in 2020, when it exported 40,980 tons. Exports are expected to decline again this year, due to farmers switching to other crops like avocados and macadamias. In addition, some farmers, in difficulty, are selling their farmlands to real estate developers. A global coffee crisis might be inevitable if coffee exports continue to decline while prices increase. Legacy Group Portfolio Company, the Green Coffee Company, GCC, has raised the required funds for its Series B funding round, which was increased by 3.5 million US dollars to 13.2 million, due to high demand. Each funding round is labeled to indicate which round to which it belongs. 
Therefore, the Series B round is the company's second significant capital raise. The GCC is a consolidated coffee farming operation based in Medellin, Colombia. It has an innovative business model that allows complete control of the supply chain, from cultivation through processing to direct trade with end clients. GCC invited investors and supporters to visit its farms in Salgar, Colombia, to see the project's progress over the past six months. The company's investor base funded the initial $9.6 million and the additional $3.5 million within just three weeks. Over 220 investors currently own shares of the company, creating a broad shareholder base, which some startups prefer as it removes the reliance on a single or small group of investors. By doubling its farms to 4,700 acres, the GCC has reached the number two spot in coffee production in Colombia, and the goal is to become number one. Additionally, the company strives to become the world's most technologically advanced producer of coffee, not just in Colombia, but worldwide. The company recently launched its first of two world-class processing facilities, and the second will follow in Q1 2022. The Series B investment will be instrumental in achieving that goal. Slay Coffee has announced a strategic collaboration with one of the coffee farmer producer organizations, FPO. With this partnership, the coffee startup hopes to work directly with farmers and have a direct impact on the ground level. The coffee startup partnered with Arehali Bicord, an FPO based out of Arehali, Karnataka. Arehali is a village in the state of Karnataka in southern India. It is located in the Belur Taluk of Hassan district in Karnataka and is about 230 kilometers from the state capital Bangalore. The 300 farmers involved in the organization can supply their coffee to Slay directly. This eliminates all other procurement layers, so farmers are paid a significant premium over the standard market price. Slay Coffee will also help the farmers improve the quality of their produce and yield by providing advanced technology, training, quality control, and support at a state-of-the-art coffee lab that the company plans to open. Even though Slay Coffee has only three years under its belt, it has made a significant impact on the domestic coffee market. Currently, it has a large share of coffee consumption in India. Chaitanya Chitta, co-founder of Slay Coffee, stated, This is a truly momentous occasion for us as a brand, as this FPO collaboration gives us the ability to directly work with the farmers and coffee growers. As a brand, we benefit from access to some of the best coffees that the region produces, which will further elevate the end experience for our customers. More importantly, it also gives an opportunity to us as a brand to create a positive impact within the farmer ecosystem through a variety of initiatives and investments. The coffee harvest recently started in Nicaragua. However, President Ortega has plans to change the export dynamic after signing a memorandum of understanding with China, under their Belt and Road Initiative. The Belt and Road Initiative is an umbrella term, representing China's strategic foreign policy investment program, designed to extend Chinese influence in areas previously dominated by the West. So what could this mean for Nicaraguan coffee? 
Coffee is an essential commodity for the country, with a total GDP of about $12 billion, from which $400 to $500 million are generated annually from coffee. More than 2.7 million 60-kilogram bags of green coffee were produced in Nicaragua in 2018, marking the highest output of the decade for the Central American country. However, the following year, in 2019, that number had dropped by approximately 2.9%. With the new harvest starting, there is optimism that 2022 could see production in the country increase to more than 2.7 million bags. 60% of Nicaragua's exports go to the United States, mainly clothing, rolled tobacco, and agricultural products like sugar and coffee. Yet Ortega has a strained relationship with the U.S., which he believes makes enormous profits from the country's commodities while Nicaraguans struggle. He believes that he can diversify Nicaraguan exports to include other markets and improve trading terms. Under the agreement, cooperation will be made more accessible, cut red tape for Nicaraguan citizens doing business in China and for the Chinese doing business in Nicaragua. Yet coffee is already a globally traded commodity, so we are left to speculate over the details. China's Belt and Road Initiative is notorious for having large sums of capital available to deploy on projects where they see a strategic advantage, as they have done throughout Africa. In reference to the production drop in 2020, the USDA Coffee Annual Report for 2021 cited. The lack of maintenance of coffee plantations due to the limited access to credit and the impact of hurricanes Eder and Iota during the 2020-2021 coffee harvest were the main drivers of the decline. Nicaragua could be tempted to tap into these funds to improve its infrastructure. They could do this via investment directly related to production or in support of logistics, such as transportation infrastructure. But they would be cautioned to read the small print in the contracts, as some African countries have reported unhappiness with deals they have made.